It's time to clip your last good piece and dig in because the runout starts now. Today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Research. Outdoor Research makes great looking and high performing gear for all types of adventure. Their apparel is so solid that OR is like that ski partner that always seems to have hot drinks, or the climbing partner that jumps at the chance to lead the scary off with pitch to the summit. If OR gear could talk, it would say just the right thing to make it all better when you start to feel nervous about the next lead, or when you yard sail off a kicker right in front of a pack of snarky groms. So if you want gear that feels like a high five and a fist bump on a badass summit, hit up OutdoorResearch.com or your favorite local shop. You feel like you found a new best friend. It is January 2019, and we are shivering our way through ice climbing season. With perhaps the most renowned of them all, the Ure Ice Fest in Ure, Colorado, just around the bend. Ure, known by most out-of-staters as Ure, is also home to chicks climbing and skiing. From management through to clients... Chicks Climbing and Skiing is likely the only all-women mountaineering school in the world. They will be celebrating 20 years of teaching and inspiring women at this year's URA Ice Fest, with a panel and a film about the mindset of women facing challenge in the mountain. On today's run out, we are joined by Chicks partner and pioneer in women's alpinism, Kitty Calhoun. When Kitty first started scratching up ice in the 70s, she was practically the only American woman aspiring to the big peaks. Her career took her to the big mountains of Peru, Bolivia, Alaska, and the Himalaya. There, she became the first American woman to climb Dualagiri and the first woman to climb Makalu, leading an expedition that tackled the extremely technical West Pillar. Kitty continued a legacy of guiding and leading small, technically-oriented alpine-style expeditions to the big mountains worldwide. She got involved with chicks climbing and skiing from its inception 20 years ago and finally was inspired to become an owner-partner in the school. This is Chris Calouse, and I had the pleasure of hanging with Kitty some years back at the Cody Ice Fest. And let me tell you, she's a woman of power and grace, and just a lot of fun to be around. Joining us today, as usual, is Andrew Bisharat, and you are listening to The Runout. All right, it's January, so you know what that means. Yeah, it means that... Not not only the Ure Ice Fest, but the weekend Ice Fest train has left the station. That's right. Yeah, it's Ice Fest season. Um, how many Ice Fests in Ure have you been to? Um, I've lost count, and mostly because of all the drinking. Um, <laughs> so many of them have been lost to memory, down the memory hole. But I've been to several, which is ironic because I don't actually ice climb. Um, I, I came out of retirement a few years ago at the Ure Ice Festival at least a decade and a half retirement to do a little top roping in the ice park. And it was a year where it was, I mean, it had to have been 40 degrees out. So it was an extremely pleasant return to ice climbing yeah. um, in the ice ice park. There, There is that joke at the ice fest about you don't go to the ice fest to climb, you know, but actually every time I've been there, I've, I've climbed and I've enjoyed it. So the, the only issue is, is everybody else is there. So yeah, jockeying for a top rope, is pretty hard, but you know, I've always thrown around the Enorma cast as, as sort of a calling card to, for people to let me just dump, jump on their top ropes. <laughs> Plus they enjoy schooling, getting to school the Enorma cast cause I'm a terrible, um, ice climber. Yeah. At this point. We could do a whole episode on people schooling the Enorma cast. I, I yeah. Think, at I don't, this point. yeah, several, it'd be like a series. <laughs> 
All right. So we are honored to be joined um, by the distinguished Kitty Calhoun, who um, is joining us from Castle Valley, I believe. Is that correct, Kitty? I'm actually in Uray right now. We're asking the winners. All right. And uh, you are here to tell us about a very special uh, ice fest um, because it is the 20th anniversary of Chicks with Picks. Right. So Chicks, uh, it's now Chicks Climbing and Skiing because we have Chicks with Picks, which is Chicks Ice Climbing, Chicks Rock, which is Rock Climbing, and Chicks with Sticks, which is Chicks uh, Skiing. Anyway, Chicks Climbing and Skiing is celebrating its 20th anniversary during the Ray Ice Fest. The Ray Ice Fest is the primary fundraiser for the Uray Ice Park, and it takes place the weekend of January 24th and 25th. And so 20 years, have you been with Chicks that entire time? Yes, I have since uh, day one. And I worked every single clinic until we bought the business. The four partners uh, bought the business three years ago. Do you, uh, I, I, 20 years is just a, an incredible amount of time in, in climbing right now because of how fast our sport has changed. Uh, I imagine that there are changes in terms of the, the people who attend uh, the chicks clinics. Well, 20 years ago, I remember teaching women and we, we, we teach them how to be self-sufficient, independent, competent climbers so they can go out on their own. And I remember teaching women um, how to tie in for the very first time. And um, years later, they kept come back to the clinics. Years later, they were leading their own ice climbs and they didn't need us anymore. So that's what we do at Chicks. But um, in general, the whole ice climbing scene has changed, number one, because, yeah, there probably are about as many women ice climbers as there are men ice climbers. But secondly, because I believe that people are starting to realize the similarity and movement between rock climbing and ice climbing. So for example, if I'm teaching a beginner's clinic, I ask them, what movement skills do you think translate from climbing in the rock gym to ice climbing or mixed climbing? And they start running through a list of of skills in their head that they think might translate. And sure enough, they do. So they they uh, improve a lot more quickly than um, back in the day when people didn't think about the the way the skills translated or they didn't have as much rock climbing experience. When you're talking to women about what it is you do or what you offer with the chicks climbing and skiing, can you tell me what your sort of elevator pitch is in terms of the benefits uh, why why some woman would want to come and and take one of the courses, what they're going to get out of it in the long term? Well, number one is we empower and educate women through mountain sports, that being rock climbing, ice climbing, backcountry skiing, and alpine climbing, uh, with the most experienced women guides in the country. They're all AMGA or IFMGA certified guides. And then... Community is really important to women, so they meet a lot of other women climbers that they can meet up with later and go climbing together on their own trips. And then thirdly, we hope that they take this increased sense of empowerment and confidence to not only use that in their climbing careers, but also um, when they go back home. So for example, 
fostering environmental stewardship and standing up for the environment. Why don't you give us a, an overview of your experience just in terms of your um, contributions to the realm of alpine climbing outside of being a guide of, of many years? Do we have, I don't know if we have that kind of time. Do we? We'll be here all night. You are just such an amazing yeah. climber. And I think that there's a big part of our audience and, and younger climbers in general who may not know exactly who you are and, and really what you've yeah. you've done because some of the ascents in the Himalaya, like um, Makalu, I believe, and you were doing this at a time where there was virtually no other women in the sport. And so I, I guess where I'm leading with this is, is mm-hmm. how is this background just uh, educated your perspective in terms of bringing more women into the sport? Yeah. Okay. So I started ice climbing in 1978 and in 78, there weren't many ice climbers and of the ice climbers I didn't know any other women ice climbers I'd never met any other women ice climbers and ice climbing was an adventure because there wasn't very much knowledge in terms of uh, uh, technique and so for example we always climbed in sort of a box and if you've ever climbed in a box um you always feel like you're going to barn door. So you end up doing pull-ups and you end up over gripping your tools and hugging the ice, which is not the way you want to climb because <laughs> it uses up a lot of energy. I also didn't know that there was a right and a left crampon and we had strap-on crampons and I had my mom's flimsy hiking boots. So my crampons fell off all the time. And so pretty much I was just doing pull-up um, one pull up after another. And that was the way the way I started ice climbing. And so clearly over the last um That must 40- be how you got so strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- yeah, definitely. I trained. I trained <laughs> hard. <laughs> and um and so clearly, you know, ice climbing has changed tremendously over the last 40 years. And uh it's it's so funny when I look back at footage of women back in the 30s and then I see how far we came they're just learning about crampons because in alpine climbing they were climbing with nailed boots and then you see how far we've come to the gear that we use today and uh and what we know the knowledge the technique and it's it's um just fun being where I am now because I have this perspective that um that's really uh, entertaining for me anyway. Who was the first ice climber that you climbed with who was a woman? Uh, well, um, you know, I would have to say maybe in 1985, I started guiding for the American Alpine Institute and, and met other women alpinists. You know, I, my first expedition to the Himalayas, well, was in 86 with another guy. But then in 87, I put together my own trip. It was the four of us. We were going to try to do a second ascent of the Kurtika McIntyre route on the east face of Dalagiri. Uh, it's real technical route. And I, I wanted to find all women to join me because that way I could get sponsored and uh, or get our expedition sponsored and I couldn't find I didn't know any so I invited my friend Matt Culberson because I couldn't find any other women and then his brother John found out and I'm like John you know I just 
I just want to, uh, I just want women. Uh, there's too many men <laughs> on, on this trip. And he's like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get a sex change. And like I knew his mom and I'm like, no, that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And so I ended up on this trip with, um, with three other men and myself. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was basically, yeah. I mean, you, you for, not for want of trying, you, you just couldn't network with, uh, whatever few women were probably experienced enough at that point to do a mountain like that. Yeah. Yeah. Few and far between. And what does the landscape look like now to you? I don't know if you're still in the game of trying to put those kind of expeditions together. That's still in your purview. Uh, in this this part of your career, but but the landscape looks a lot different in terms of these solid uh, women out there. Who who are some of the women you know? If you could have time traveled from 1985 to now, that you would have invited if you if you had a chance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now oh my, I seek out women on my on my trips, on my ice climbing trips, my rock climbing trips, my oil cap trips, um, and it's and it's great. It, I love um, the energy. I never knew when I stepped into chicks what it was like, really, just climbing with one other woman, and it, it is different. And I'll tell you, I mean, this is just sort of a stereotype but in general when you're climbing with another woman they're they're paying attention and, and when you're leading you know they're watching you and i've climbed with with men and they're and they're not paying attention when they're belaying you and you're leading and i, I just uh you know i don't i don't really need i've i've learned to um have to sort of focus and get what I need for myself on a lead and not depend on somebody saying, you know, you can do it or, you know, whatever. Um, but it is, it, it is nice to know that somebody's, somebody is with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I can buy that because, you know, I can think of times where I've said, Hey, good job. You're doing well. Because I suddenly remembered that I was supposed to say that. And not, not necessarily because I was like, you know, coming from some inner caring place that I, that that I really meant it. But I was like, oh yeah, this is this is where you say that, and now I'm going to say it like you know. So I I get it a lot of times because I've heard that from from women climbers a fair bit, and I, and I think we discussed it uh, when I talked to you a couple of years ago. Um, mm -hmm. That yeah, I mean the stereotypes can be at least somewhat illuminating, um, if not something that you you put into concrete. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, that that that's something I've heard from a, a number of women climbers about climbing with other women. Um, what's interesting is Chris and I uh, help out our friend Steph Davis with a a clinic, and it's not mm -hmm. a, specifically a women's clinic, but mm -hmm. oftentimes the demographic seems to be majority women, and um, it's really fascinating to be in this situation and see the community dynamic that takes place. Um, because I don't think that men operate on the same level, uh, where they, it sounds, it seems like a good idea to guys to get together and have a, uh, you know, have like a, a shared experience where everyone's on equal footing and they're, everyone's learning and it's productive. It's, it doesn't, <laughs> but it, 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 it it's, it, uh, it's something that I'm so jealous of because it's such a great, it's such a great dynamic, but I, I feel like men don't really have that. So maybe we need. Maybe we need to spear. I guess what I'm saying is we need a a, a men with picks. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't go, go don't go to the obvious pun right there. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I thought of a clean one though. It's it's chicks with sidekicks. 
Oh, right on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think there's an openness um, when you're in a group of all women that there's maybe not so much in a mixed group. And I think that's why women tend to learn better in all women's groups is because they're not intimidated. They feel free to ask questions. And that's when you learn the fastest is when you feel free to ask questions. Last time we talked, Kitty, you had just uh, become a partner in chicks climbing and skiing. And uh, you, you actually were kind of expressing interest or even maybe a little concern about how you were going to uh, develop your management skills, how to kind of work in concert with the other women that you had partnered with. And I just was wondering how that was going and, and you know, talking about community women climbing together, and now you've got this group of women, all of them very, very powerful personalities working together. What have you learned in the last couple of years uh, running the show over there with these other amazing women that you work with? Well, I think that uh, working together as a team is a process, and and we're all learning. We're all getting better at... Um, I would say being understanding and looking out for each other. I think that's number one in a business and and being uh, supportive and encouraging is the most important thing that there is in terms of uh, being a good team. And uh, the team is, is um, the most important thing I think in terms of the success of the business and I'm happy to say that we're doing better now than ever before. So, uh, Kitty, what do we need to know in terms of coming? Can anyone just come to URA and, and partake in the 20th anniversary celebrations? A panel discussion of some kind in a movie. Maybe you could tell us about that. Okay. So, yeah, our Chicks 20th celebration is going to be Friday night from 730 to 930 at the community center. And we start off with a half an hour social and performance by B.B. McGill was a lead guitarist and musical director for the Sugar Mamas, the backup band for Beyonce. So we're, yeah, we're real excited to start out with that. And then we'll have a short film that we have made just for this uh, celebration that recognizes accomplishments of um, women climbers and skiers over the years. And then we'll have a panel discussion moderated by Alice Nasius of Rock and Ice that will involve some of the women in the film. And uh, what is the topic of the discussion? The discussion is going to go more in depth on uh, what we started, what we what we opened up during the film. And, and that is more about what was going through these women's minds when they were facing adversity and risk and dealing with challenge and how that shows up in everyday life for them, for each of them, influences in their career. And, and now that they have a voice, what, where they're going to take that? Um, how do you use that, that voice to give back um, to the community and, and uh, to members of society? And for example, back in the day, women alpinists use their their fame to stand to stand up for women's suffrage and 
you know, there, there are women on this panel who are standing up for, for a number of, of number of things like, like, uh, protect our winners and, uh, climate change and, and also, uh, women's voice. So I think that's, that's going to be pretty interesting really, because it's not going to be so much about, you know, tell me what you've done, tell me what, what you're going to do next. What's your next project? And it's not going to be story so much as so as what's going through your head. How do you deal? How do you use this uh, to go forward? What does this what What does this really mean, Kitty? I think that we we talk to a lot of people, um, and you know, after you've been climbing for a certain number of years, we've uh, one common theme is that you can tend to become bitter about how fast maybe the sport has changed. Um, you seem very optimistic, and I, I wonder, is, is that because you are constantly surrounded by beginners or intermediate climbers who are coming to the sport with fresh fresh eyes and and just like constant psych? And where do you stand on that, you know, bitter to optimistic spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm um, optimistic around both um, beginner climbers experienced climbers and professional climbers. I think there's just good energy out there. You know, climbing is, has given me a lot of insight, perspective, appreciation, joy. And, and I, I think, I think it actually gives, I mean, I hate to speak for most people, but I think that it, it, it makes climbers and skiers are full of life. And I just really get a kick out of that energy because that's what we need to, to um, face the challenges that we have today. And, and, and we need to share that. We need to share that energy with others, that energy and support and, 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 and enthusiasm. So in general, we've got URA coming up uh, and the, the celebration, that's only in a couple of weeks. So going forth from there, how, do, uh, how does someone get uh, information about um, chicks climbing and skiing? The best way to get information about Chicks Climbing and Skiing is to go to our website. Uh, I think it's chickswithpicks.net. And then you can also find out about our celebration and what's going on during the Uray Ice Fest. If you look up uh, the Uray Ice Park, we look forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, and thank you. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to come on the show. And I'm hoping to make it. Is there going to be any dancing? at the uh, at the celebration oh my gosh so the theme for this year for the uh party saturday night is steampunk okay just be forewarned okay mm. so that sounds good <laughs> do you have your uh what would it be like a, a spectacle you, like a monocle <laughs> yes you have to wear a monocle. And like a vest of some kind or suspenders yeah i've been looking it up online i've been i've been studying this thing basically don't you a clockwork orange couldn't you go yeah, clockwork twirl orange your on mustache this one? into a <laughs> into a little twirl it's gonna be interesting right on well i'll look for you on the dance floor of that kitty awesome If you have a comment, topic suggestion, or just a good bit of climbing trivia, join us at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash runoutpodcast, or drop us a line at our webpage, runoutpodcast.com. <laughs>